Yeah, I guarantee you that my enthusiasm for spring training will wane quickly, but I am excited for spring training to start on Saturday. Games get going this weekend, and I'm not going to lie, baseball dork, I love it. And then all of a sudden you see guys wearing number 84 that are out there playing like, yeah, I don't need as much of this, but at least for a day or two I'll be fired up. It's really fun. If you've never, anybody listening, if you've never gone, if you can try to find a way to go to spring training. it's fun. It's actually really fun, and the players are really accessible. Like it, it is actually your best chance at interaction with yes. a lot of them than you typically would have. Especially if you can get to one of those backfield games where mm-hmm. sometimes they're just out there hitting or taking ground balls or, or working on whatever it is they need to work on. It's it is a lot. And by the way, being in Arizona this time of year is not the end of the world. Nope, that's a, a pretty good spot. Yeah, plus two if you bring your kid with you. They're not going to say no during spring. Oh, no. Yeah, that's what it is. You can can use your kid as a prop. We went to uh, the LAO. This was years ago. Bobby was maybe, shoot, six, seven. And so he had no idea what he was looking at, but he he was. We went out there for a couple hours. Every time we were near a T.O. Boxer game, somebody flips him a ball, Mm -hmm. flips him a ball, flips him a ball. A kid is like a magnet for memorabilia if you want one of those things. We went to an Astros game when the kids were really little, when we were living in Houston. There was maybe 2,000 people at Minute Maid Park. This is when the Astros were losing 110 games a year. They were dreadful. We sat right behind the Brewers' dugout, and every time they came off the field, baseballs would go in there. My kids could have filled a bucket at the end of the day. It's like the the you know comedic trope where single guy trying to meet women, you just get a dog as a prop because yeah. the women will flock to the dogs. The dog's so cute. It's, it's the same basic principle. <laughs> just... If you want free stuff, mm-hmm. have a kid. It's yes. Pretty, and you'll come out ahead, I promise. In golf balls, baseballs, and whatever well, else you're looking for. It's, you'll get it's a good certain deal. free stuff. You end up paying for a hell of a lot more. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I, I'm just, I haven't figured it out yet. They seem to be Your kids free. wearing all like ESPN LA swag? Believe me, if they would, I would I would make it happen. Bobby's getting to the point where he's like, where'd you get that? I'm like, got it from Tommy. <laughs> it's one of the freebies at work. I'll take one of those. All right. Sean McVay is still... The youngest head coach in the NFL. He, this will be his seventh season as a head coach in the league. And I, I think it's, A, that's just really hard to kind of wrap your head around that that's how young he was when he first got the job because he's still far short of 40. And and even 40 is a young yes, it is. Is, is a young age to start as a head coach. He was barely 30. Andy Reid just won the Super Bowl. Right. And Andy, and Andy Reid feels like they built the league around him, right? Yeah. That he's been here forever. Um if you get that spot right, everything else is much more manageable. You can be deficient in some other spots on your roster, not a quarterback and maybe not at one or two other places. But if your head coach is not up for the job, you're dead in the water. But I don't care how many good players you have. I don't care if you have Justin Herbert as your quarterback. Look look at uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence two years ago with knucklehead Urban Meyer. Everybody's thinking, wait, does Trevor Lawrence suck? No. He just had a terrible head coach in an introduction to the league. You give him Doug Peterson, who is NFL competent, not only do they go from the worst team in the league to a playoff team, they win a playoff game. That this this is the spot that if you get it right, everything else gets a little bit easier, and the Rams got it about as right as you ever could. I'm trying to actually to think right now. Is there an NFL coach, Brandon Staley, who's well, who spent some time in the league without without really much respect 
that managed to do well, that like nobody thinks was particularly good, but managed to find some degree of respect. Define respect, like like won games or was not looked at as a clown or lasted a long time. Like Did, a lot of guys have come in and gone out real li- quick. Lasted reasonable amount of time, won a reasonable amount of games, but nobody really thought was all that good. Like so. Okay, I have, and his name is back in the news, and, the re, and maybe that's why it's front of mind for me. And at the risk of maybe firing a shot at one of our colleagues, I think Rex Ryan might have fallen into that group. Okay. That Rex Ryan was thought to be a reasonably competent, defensive-minded coach, but when it came to the nuts and bolts of being the CEO of the team, not so much. Did go to two AFC Championship games. Did last a, a you know, he was a head coach in Buffalo, a head coach in New York, like. Had multiple opportunities there, but I don't know if anybody's saying, "Hey, you know who just can X and O with the best of them." But you know, there was a Rex period Ryan. though where where folks thought Rex Ryan really was like an up and coming football mind, but as a personality, like a leader, the the dreaded leader of men kind of label. Yeah, there's a difference. Yes. Like Mike Brown, for example, with the Sacramento Kings right now, who's having a terrific season. I'm really happy for him. Taylor, pay attention because he's Kings. he's an awesome guy. Like he's he is maybe my favorite coach I've ever been around in terms of just I like him really yeah but when he was with the Lakers and I think really his maybe even his first couple stints like the, certainly the second one with the Cavs maybe even the first he did not have I think that type of leader of men personality like certainly that Lakers team they were way too experienced for him and Mike Brown on top of it he is super meticulous Mm -hmm. like he's actually one of the rare guys that you say he works too hard for his own good or at least used to like I remember when he got hired he was heading into that season where there'd been a lockout so there was a period where the players were inaccessible to teams Mm -hmm. and after they hired Mike Brown me and my brother and some other people that were like local media that regularly covered the Lakers we got invited to the facility to have this lunch with Mike Brown and to like meet him, ask him some questions. And he took out these three three ring binders. One of them was labeled offense. The other one, and these are thick binders. Next one's labeled defense. The third was labeled practice. And I was like, okay, this ain't gonna work. Yeah. I mean, like, you've got this team with Kobe and Powell and Fisher <laughs> and Meta World Peace and like all of these veterans, all these guys who've won before that really need more of just a caretaker to get them through this thing. And then remember, he was going to like, re, at one point, he's going to reintroduce the Princeton offense, all this stuff. Mike Brown was actually too prepared and too meticulous. And I don't think had the heft to get these other guys to buy into him. I think his time with the Warriors taught him a lot about how to do that. Mm-hmm. Whatever he's doing now, it's working great with the Kings. Well, there's different times for different guys, right? Yeah. Like you're talking about that to give a coach, like you're talking about with Mike Brown, that Laker team, that's not the right guy at the right time. That to give him this Kings team feels like a far better fit. This is what makes the McVeigh thing so remarkable to me because McVeigh was considered a prodigy, right? Did he, and, he, and he comes from a football family and he's been around the league from the time he's old enough to stand up. So he knows how the league works, but. To give a 30-year-old guy the the keys to the franchise, 
took some vision. It, it it wasn't just, hey, look, we know he's going to get there, but maybe not now. That We've seen it before. We've seen guys I'll, – I'll use Mike Shanahan as an example. Mike Shanahan gets hired as the coach of the Raiders a million years ago and does a – but it's just not quite his time. He goes to the Broncos and he knocks it dead, right? You give him the John Elway and everything else wins a couple – Pete Carroll. P- Pete Carroll is another good example. Sean McVay showed up, and to your point, I'm sure he had whether either literal or metaphorical binders for offense, defense, and practice, but he realized that if I just come in as the guy who knows everything, I'm younger than half the guys on this team, or at least a, a portion of them. I need to find a way to connect with these guys. I yeah. need to put my a staff around me that can kind of push me in the right direction if I start to wander off the path. And I think a lot of people think they know how to do that. He actually did. He actually understood what he didn't understand and surrounded him with the people that did. And that we're here where we are, six years, six in the book, seven coming up, been to the Super Bowl twice, won it once, and already we're talking burnout scenarios, tells you how advanced he was when he hit the ground running at 30. Like he already had the fuse lit before he'd even coached his first game as a head coach. To the point where seven, six years later, it's, I don't know if I can do this anymore. That's how ready he was at that ridiculously young age. Well, I think the the point that you made about him recognizing what he didn't know or the just the credibility that he didn't already have, when he brought in Wade Phillips to be his DC. Exactly. Because Wade Phillips was, I mean, he was obviously really good at what he did, but he was also the prototype He'll be the guy that we hire if this doesn't work for you. He will be your replacement. Yes. Like, Wade Phillips has been that guy before. Like, the replacement in Wade. Like, Alvin Gentry's been that guy in the NBA for a long time. And Sean McVay was confident enough to say, I would rather have this guy here as a resource and risk having my replacement on my staff than not bring him in because I'm paranoid and not get his knowledge. This is not a pile on Jeff Fisher thing, but it, it is. That the rub on him was he never hired anybody that might be able to take his gig. Yeah, and and the results showed it that this was a bad team. No, nor this seven and nine BS. That well, you didn't. You went four and twelve <laughs> in your first year here. So mission accomplished right there. Which brings me to the next thing with McVay. And and very quickly, the Rams might be better next year. They might not. It, it's. It, I think that literally everything is coming into this season. I don't think anybody thought that five and twelve was coming. I, I just did not seem like a realistic end game. It's what they got, and for all the obvious reasons. Going into this season, could they be twelve and five? Maybe. Could they be five and twelve again? Yeah, they could. It, it's not crazy. Caleb Williams is down the road here. Probably going to be the first pick in the draft. The Rams do have a first round draft pick for the first time since they took Goff a million years ago. This is how you build audience. This is how you build fans that drafted by the team, not came over from the Aaron Donald, as great as he is, was launched as an NFL player in St. Louis. Cooper Cup is kind of the, the the born and bred guy here, not as a local person, but drafted by the team, developed by the team, became a star of the team. Sean McVay is the star of this thing. The idea of a really bad season, while I'm sure Sean McVay has no interest in it, if the prize at the end of this is Caleb Williams, who locals know and love and had success, God knows what SC is going to do this year. It could be something special. This is how you get people on board far more quickly than just being really good every year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you want to build that sort of connection. And Caleb Williams could be the quarterback that Rams fans, but also the city, 
sees grow up in front of him. It's actually something the Chargers have with Justin Herbert. Mm -hmm. And Justin Herbert is really good if he played for a franchise that had a higher profile in its city. Justin Herbert would be omnipresent in L.A. Yes. But just like the Chargers are, being honest, like the third-string football team in this city. At best. At best. Yes. It's the Rams. It's, it's Look, it's the Raiders, number one. Well, sure. Oh, I just said in the city. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm saying the, if you just lined up with the most fans, that is true. It's the Raiders. Oh, yeah. If you're counting the Raiders, yeah. it's Raiders, USC, Rams, and then there's a big old gap, and it's the Chargers. And it's not even because the Chargers are doing anything wrong. It's just because they have no real connection to this city at all. The other team that should maybe take a look at seeing what else is out there and what do we want to do and how do we go from here are the Raiders. They don't have a quarterback. They have a guy that you could put in there in Jared Stidham who's okay, but I'm just saying, laying the groundwork for Caleb Williams in Vegas, that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense too. These the, these things all fit together very, very well. You got Matthew Stafford. You got all these other things you got to do, but Caleb Williams juices those two teams like no other player could. None of them could. It would be exciting. It would be, it would be really exciting. What if he, look, and by the way, this is not a pie in the sky. They could win a national championship or compete for they, they were one game against Utah away from being in the Final Four. They got to fix their defense. They, they absolutely they have, have to, to fix, fix their, their defense. defense. But even if they go from dreadful, which it was, to just average, that's good enough. No, it's got, it has to be a serviceable, competent defense. Can you get off the field occasionally? Yeah. I mean, you you like could see in that last game, Caleb Williams had the look on his face in the fourth quarter of somebody that did not believe in his defense. And I don't blame him. No, and he was playing on a Travis Rogers hamstring yes. or a Travis Rogers knee or whatever that was. He could barely move. That's not how you're going to do it. All right, Lakers, 23 games to go. Got new guys in. They're healthy-ish. Do they get in? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, Andy in for Slee on 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So Al is coming back tomorrow. Um, you, are you in with Al tomorrow? No, I'm in with... It's CY tomorrow. It's Clinton tomorrow? Yep. I was going to say, right. I believe I'm in with Mace tomorrow. Okay, so Al and Clinton, but uh, I have proof of life on, on Slee. Just got a text from him. So uh, he's he's back from wherever it is he, he went to. So Al will be here tomorrow. I will not. I'm going to go you play think golf he's gonna, in the snow. Do you think he's going to reveal any info whatsoever? It, I 
Good luck to Clinton if he can get it out of him. If he does, good for him. He did do his like Lakers talk daily yesterday. I saw, uh, so I was like, at least he's. Was there anything in the background? It was blurry, so he blurred. He purposely blurred the background, but it did look like our offices because there was like the white and red. So maybe he was in Kiev protecting President Biden. (laughs) It could be. He could be on that team, the tactical team. (laughs) But just hoping nothing happens to the president in these seven minutes. I got to do Lakers. Daily. He has an, I'm sure he has an assistant. I'm sure he has a staff. Hang on, Joe. <laughs> Got to record this thing pretty quickly. It 23 feels, games left, Joe. It, it just feels that. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know where, but he's wherever he is. He has cell service, and uh, we just briefly communicated, so he'll be here tomorrow. I'm telling you, he's been in the back the whole time. <laughs> he's been in the back though. He can't. Think. He can't stay away from the Lakers this long. Well, There's the Lakers also- aren't doing anything. They're not playing. This is why that I'm sure that, that, look, is President Biden's trip to Kiev a coincidence? I think not. That this is that right when the NBA is on hiatus, that Al is no longer here and heightened security is a must on the other side of the world. It all tracks. You're going to fly on a very fast bird back. <laughs> that's, hey, look, I'm sure there's be secret spy planes. Maybe that's that why it was blurred. He did the thing on Air Force One. Ooh, yeah, that's, that's possible. Signals Air Force jamming. Yeah, Air Force One. Signals jamming. It could be one of those With situations. Bobo? <laughs> yeah, we, I do. Okay, again, this feels like a scene. We got to have an Air Force. Anytime you're doing a movie about the president, there has to be an Oval Office scene. There has to be a Air Force One scene. Yes, and there has to be a Lincoln bedroom scene. Like these are the classic. <laughs> hey now, <laughs> I mean, look, we're gonna we're gonna touch every base. We're gonna get into all aspects of Bobo's presidency. <laughs> See, I mean, we have not established yet if Bobo is married if he's in a relationship if, if he's on the prowl <laughs> well there if has to be a bobo's a little randy when he takes <laughs> office he's bond-esque he needs to have a different uh a woman know, in every port yes a, so, a bobo girl so he's like their JF- bobo girl <laughs> <laughs> he's like their jfk he's like yeah he's like yeah. our generation's yes, jfk exactly sneaking ladies into the white house bobo also, girls now we're on to something for tomorrow just says uh i know you guys both won't be here but for the for the listeners we are doing ask cappy tomorrow so it's gonna I'm be missing very, that i know i'm sorry i just it just happened to work out schedule wise it's ask cappy it's disappointing tomorrow. it's disappointing you could listen you could call in uh, that's not <laughs> crazy i mean that seems that seems like a lot to ask I'll be actually when that I'll be on an airplane at that point. Well, then you download the podcast and listen to it. I can listen to it the next day. I can I can get caught up via the ESPN app, like Chris was just talking to us about. Uh, Don't forget pickleball madness tournament coming up March 18th, Mile Square Park in Fountain Valley. Reserve seating is available. You can register at ESPNLA.com. The event is open to the general public. Come on out, hang out with us. We're going to play a little pickleball. You can watch and but there's a whole bunch of other things that you can do as well. There's TVs to watch the basketball. There are kid zones. There's pickleball demos and lessons, Papa Shot, Beer Garden, complimentary food and drinks. You'll have a great time. If you went out to the softball game, you know what I'm talking about. If you didn't and saw the videos, you know what I'm talking about. If you just missed it all together, trust me, it is a great day. Thanks to Johnsonville Hoffee and Zico Coconut Water for sponsoring our event. Really need that Zico. <laughs> Does Zico Coconut Water mend damaged knees? Can't Do I hurt. just rub it up against <laughs> It's like it's the new Tussin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already I texted Susan earlier today. Michael's got a, a game today, so I'm going straight from here to uh, a high school baseball game. But I told her to bring the CBD salve because that stuff is magic. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be reeking of CBD um, cream when I walk onto the <laughs> campus today. So I think that's okay. There's no um, 
psychotropic effects to these creams. You know that, that's actually the rare thing that will age you down. Like you'll look hip and cool with your CBD <laughs> scent. <laughs> it's going to take a little more than that, I think. I don't know if I quite have that in me. Uh, Lakers have 23 games left. Is 500 in? Do you think 500 gets them in, or do they need to be 42 and 40? 500 is the end result, or 500 play? Five, no, 500. They finished the record the season with a 41 and 41 record because you look at it right now. Oklahoma City has the 10th spot. They're at 28 and 29. They're basically on pace to finish 41 and 41. Does that get you in, or do you have to be better than that to guarantee yourself a spot? 14 and nine. That's what it would be. Fourteen and nine could be in the ballpark. It could be in the ballpark. You know, fifteen and eight would be better. Fifteen and eight's forty-two and forty. That's comfortably over. Well, maybe not comfortably, but over five hundred. I think if they can get themselves over five hundred, I think they have a pretty good chance because all of the teams that they are chasing are also below five hundred. Other than the Pelicans, the Pelicans are thirty and twenty-nine. But I'm thinking of them as a below 500 team because they're going to be without Zion for the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah, they they, they feel like they're going the other way too. Right. Now, so maybe, how much I guess is the question, but they they do not feel like a team that's going to you know settle in and start winning more than they, they certainly lose. didn't look that way against the Lakers. Yeah. So I I think five or six games above 500 that could be enough. So 14 and nine is five games over 500. Right, and and that gets you exactly two five hundred on the season. You're going to need to have some people back up towards you, though, because those other teams, to your point, are at five hundred right now or thereabouts. Yeah, and, and one team might, maybe two teams might. You're not going to get three teams. I, it, it does feel like fifteen is that number. And when you look at the schedule and you look at what's coming up, fifteen wins could be almost gone after the next week or so. Golden State. Dallas on the road, Memphis on the road, OKC on the road. Those are your first four games over the next week, starting on Thursday. You lose two of those, okay? Now you are still five games under 500, and you've got 19 games left. So you have the same amount of ground to make up, only you have a lot less time to do it. I know that we keep thinking of the 23 games. It's not. It really is these first four or six or eight, however you want to break it out. You have to start winning a whole hell of a lot more than you lose, or it's not going to happen. Well, in particular, too, they're not all created equally. Right. Like, the ones against the teams you are chasing, for all intents and purposes, you have to win those games. Like, it starts it starts becoming seriously complicated to, let's just say you split the games, but you're losing more against the teams you're chasing. That's actually worse than just losses. So their first six, Andy, if I'm reading this right, you have three of your first six games out of the break are against those teams you're talking about. You've got Oklahoma City um, once, you've got Minnesota once, and you've got – no, I'm sorry. You've got Oklahoma City, Minnesota, and the Warriors twice. Yes. So it's four of six. Those four games you have to win. Like, for all practical, realistic considerations, you have to win those four games. Like, the one against Dallas, obviously important for overall record. Memphis, important for overall record. But you're not going to – you're certainly not going to catch Memphis. No. And you're not going to catch Dallas. No. But these teams that you are directly chasing, you have to beat them. You got okay. You still play OKC three more times over the course of the season. Got to win all of them. You've got Minnesota two more times win over both. the course of the season. You've got Utah two more times over the course of the season. These are six games against teams that are directly in front of you. Like this is the thing. Their schedule is not 
easy moving forward, but they have incredible opportunity in front of them because if they did not have as many games against teams that they were chasing, the math could start becoming incredibly complicated. Like, this is a serious opportunity. You got to hit it right out of the shoot. And so here's here's the question. I want to come back and talk about this on the other side. If the Lakers don't figure this out, if they don't win their their 15 games, if they don't win their 14 games, and if they miss, and they're the 11th best team in the Western Conference despite making the moves that they've made, what does it mean moving forward? In particular, what does it mean for Anthony Davis in light of all of the I wouldn't say fires that we saw over the All-Star break, but little smoke signals, if nothing else. We'll get into it next. It's Trav and Slee. Andy's in for Slee on 710 ESPN. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Maybe. We'll see. Um, you got to make sure that Slee's good with uh, Thick Van Exel tomorrow, too, Em. I'll ask him, but yeah. I'm also not going to give him a choice. Yeah, I think no, he's going to have to be okay with it. Well done. <laughs> t- t- take the wheel on that one. I, th- I think he's going to like it. I don't think it's going to be a hard sell. Of course. Yeah, course. I think he's going to like it a lot. So News you lose, man. You should have been here if you wanted to name the team. Yeah, that's kind of a, another way of looking at it I, that I don't disagree with. I think that's it. So speaking of my knee, this is from Ramon. I was telling you, Andy, that I my, my mind still thinks that I'm in my 20s and I can move and I don't weigh what I weigh and... My body does not cooperate like that. Ramon says, my dad suffered the same thing you are, Trav. Baseball and softball player for decades. He could always hit, but mentally he wanted to sprint around the bases, but his body just couldn't move that fast anymore. Ended up pulling a hammy, running to first, and that was the end. Well, that doesn't help me, Ramon. No, it does not. (laughs) That's, That's not at all what I wanted to hear. Now, you guys saw me in the softball game. I don't run. I know I know that my limitations of running are I glide saunter perhaps trot, trot is even a, a step too far i, I think saunter is like what's the, the right pace speed. Is, is it like a mall walk it's, it's slower slower than a i mean mall remember walk. when you hit it, the home run yeah is it that took a while a, you had a trot i did i i had a nice slow little gate gate yeah, saunter i feel like is, is, is the, the right way to I do it i was setting you up to remind us i I, I know that's why i'm not doing it i don't like to be <laughs> manipulated i know exactly yeah, okay Saunter, but, but, de- de- but de- since you asked for it, does Travis go deep? <laughs> Travis goes deep. The definition of saunter: yes, walk in a slow, relaxed manner without hurry or effort. <laughs> de- de- yes, yeah. De- saunter is exactly what I'm going for. But pickleball is not running. Pickleball is quick, like mm-hmm. you, quick to the right, quick to the left, one in, one out. You know, maybe you might have to jump occasionally. You don't have time to process. Like when I swing a baseball bat and hit a softball, I know don't run hard to first. Just 
get down there whenever you get down there. If it happens, it happens. Your brain in the pickleball, quick to the right, and then pop, knee, hammy, ankle, Achilles. Here's the thing, though, Travis. You can't play worrying about getting hurt because you right. know that's, that's how right. athletes get hurt. That's right. When you try to avoid injury, that's when it yeah, happens. You either have to play like Travis Rogers, pickleball force, or you just bow out gracefully, but don't go half speed. Do or do not do, there is no try. <laughs> the Yoda approach. I like it. Um, speaking of injuries and halfway and all that stuff, let's talk about Anthony Davis. Sure. Um, let's, for the sake of this conversation, say that the Lakers are, are not terrible over their final 23 games, but it's, you know, it's not good enough. Okay. Let, let, whatever that may be, you miss, you're out, you're, you're 11th or worse. And Anthony Davis plays or does not. You know, it, it almost doesn't matter his level of participation, to my estimation. W where are we? W where are we in the Anthony Davis's future with a, a wearing a Laker uniform? Because the Kyrie thing is always kind of lurking because of his and LeBron's relationship. He is a free agent at the end of this season. Anthony Davis's tenure here has been, to be generous, a mixed bag. Um, he's been injury prone. Do you decide that he's not the future of your team? Has that already been decided? Does it determine over the next 23 games? Like It feels like there's a lot at stake beyond this season over what happens over this season. There is absolutely a ton of, at stake for the future of the organization, Anthony Davis's future with it. And the way the Lakers don't make this playoffs in the theoretical you're talking about matters a lot. Because if AD plays really well, and it's just the math was something they could not overcome. Mm -hmm. Or let's say somebody else gets hurt, and it's really not AD. It's just somebody else was hurt. It it shapes the way you think about this. Like if, if it feels like AD, for the most part this season, was trending in the right direction, but you always are going to have that question of, Okay, I, I want you to finish your thought, but I just want to interject real quick. If you've missed, doesn't that by definition mean he's not trending in the right direction? The positives, did the ups outweigh the downs? But the downs are you missed again, and you mostly missed because he missed a huge chunk of the season. Right, but you spent a lot of the season with a roster that didn't work. Mm -hmm. and, and that's beyond the fact that Anthony Davis wanted Russell Westbrook. That is not Anthony Davis's fault that the roster did not work. That is on Rob Palinka. That's not on Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. You know, there is always going to be this question, though, with Anthony Davis of reliability. And I remember, like, last year I had a – I think discussions with you on air, certainly on the Locked on Lakers podcast, available five days a week anywhere you get your podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Is there a YouTube component? <laughs> there actually is a YouTube component. Good. But the question of whether or not they should have been at least considering trading Anthony Davis the last offseason. And the response that I heard from some people was always, if you trade him now, you're trading him at his lowest value. Yeah. To which my response was always, not if he gets hurt again. If he gets hurt again, then his value is going to keep lowering. And this season, I don't know if his value went down. Definitely didn't go up. So at some point, it's if you don't think this is the future, you just have to change the path you're on. And it's not going to be under the most ideal circumstances, and you don't maybe get the return mm -hmm. that you would theoretically think you're getting for Anthony Davis. But at some point, if the path's not working, the path isn't working, especially if you want to maximize LeBron. Right. And if you want to maximize right. LeBron, his number two can't be somebody that isn't available all the time. Well, that's what it gets really interesting to me, because 
the scenario that you just created, that he plays well, that he is available over these last 23 games, and he performs at something resembling good Anthony Davis. Okay, maybe it's not – because, look, if he's prime Anthony Davis, they're going to make it. Sure. Right? If, if that's what you get over the next 23, you're going to be inside that top 10, and the conversation we're having is, is moot. But let's say he's good, but they still miss. Isn't that the perfect time to try to move him? Because because you you hey listen he's finally healthy but we've decided that we want to do the LeBron Kyrie thing we're going in a different direction this is the way you might actually be able to get somebody to give you premium prices coming back the other way if that's the scenario that actually takes place because if he's just kind of if, if he gets hurt and misses time then we're right back to where we started that this just doesn't work for all the obvious reasons he can't stay in the lineup and you are getting pennies on the dollar. But the other one is actually the perfect time where you miss, but he's really good. No? No, I, there's an absolute logic to what you're talking about. I don't think the trading Anthony Davis for Kyrie Irving on a long-term deal is the direction you want to go. I, nor do I, but that also is a direction that has proven successful for those two players. Now, Ky- seven Ky- years ago. Kyrie is going to Kyrie. There's no doubt in my mind that he's going to. But it is. He does play when he decides to. It's not because he's hurt. No, he gets hurt. No, he gets hurt. Does he? Well, does he? Let me put it this way. I I will never question whether or not a player can be or can't be out there. I will not do that. I'm willing to speculate. Okay, fine. But in this particular case, does it matter? Maybe not. Because if, if he's going to treat his healthy body as injured, what difference does it make if he's injured or not? Maybe he's not he there. Will be on his best behavior. Maybe yeah. this time will be different than all the other times. Yeah, I mean, when people bring up the LeBron and Kyrie championship, I just want to remind you, we're talking so long ago. Barack Obama was president when they won a championship. We are two presidencies. You know, we are by the time Kyrie would theoretically be on this team, we are already getting into 2024 election fever. Okay. That's how long I, ago I, we're talking I, about. I hear you, and that's a very sobering way to look at this. Yeah. But here's the thing. What the the overriding Kobe was still in the league <laughs> when they won that championship. The the overriding theme to Laker basketball basically for the last couple of years and seemingly for the next couple of years is you got to give LeBron what he needs. You got to give LeBron what he needs. If he decides that's what he needs. No, they did that with Russ. Okay. It doesn't mean they won't do it again. Right. But that doesn't make it a good idea. I'm not, that's a different conversation. Good idea. And will it, <laughs> oh, happen? are you asking me, do I think they do this? The answer is yes, no, 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 I do. There, there are two different things here. Good idea or bad idea is one thing. I think we're on the same page there that it's not Giving a good Kyrie idea. A contract that is longer I, than LeBron's is, you might as well give of, him some kerosene of and matches course, and oily rags. Yes. That I, I, we're on the same page there. Doesn't mean they won't. Because the operating principle seems to be just give LeBron what he wants. Well, and they love stars. Yes. And he's that. What has given me hope with this trade deadline that we have right now, the way Rob Palenka talked about acquiring D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt and Mo Bamba as a pre-agency of sorts, where you could be, and this is something that I had been wanting them to do for a while, you can build next year's team now. Yeah. So let's just say the math is too much to overcome to get into the playoffs. But 
this works. It looks right. It looks right. You just you're too far behind the eight ball. You can actually start next year, next season that, on the right foot with continuity. To me, the, doing all this with the idea of just well, we can dump all that salary if we want, clean the books to bring in Kyrie. That's fascinating to me because it's logical. It's accurate. It's probably the most judicious path moving forward. And I don't have one shred of belief that that's actually what they... Now, maybe, but it also could be, hey, look, we tried this. This doesn't work either. You know, we're going to... We zigged, then we zagged. Now we've zigged again. And now I guess we're going to zag all over again because this doesn't work. That they're constantly swinging at the previous pitch as opposed to, let's see a couple of pitches in a row. I mean, if... If that doesn't look right, if over the 23 games, let's say everybody's healthy and it's, you know, you're not going to get a perfect idea of what it looks like, but you can at least get a sign. If that doesn't look, then maybe you really have to just start asking yourself, are we equipped to build around LeBron? Well, that's like just that's the question that I've been asking for a couple of years now. Like, are we sure this is the best path forward? And and the answer is probably yes, but I think there's more to know than anybody really wants to consider. Well, no particularly for an organization like the Lakers, becomes a very scary thought because then you have to start operating in ways that are just out of their ethos and they don't like moving outside that Let me just zone. throw this out there. The last time they operated like we're talking about, not in a one plus one equals two way, but the bunch of high draft picks led to a championship. It was the, sure. it was the freight you paid – to get Anthony Davis and put you over the top. Right. But the thing is, though, even during all that, they were never committed to those guys. No. Like, what I'm talking about is But that's okay. It it can be okay. Yeah. But, you know, if LeBron had not happened to be coming up on free agency and did not happen to want to be in Los Angeles, it maybe doesn't work out as well as you needed to. And then in the meantime, you've got a bunch of young kids that you never really dedicated yourself to their development. Quick update on your poll, Andy. Do you like centaurs and would you like to watch a centaur play basketball? Going back to our second movie idea where Gus 3.0, the basketball playing donkey, can knock down threes. Yes and yes. Still the runaway leader at nearly 50%. It's good to know we have options. 49%. And Emily's group is in second, but a distant second at 27%. I'll have my bots vote for it. <laughs> yeah, you're going to turn the bots loose. And, oh, like, yeah. this is, yeah, and look, we've got, I mean, I can't really see it from here. I'm assuming thousands of votes on this. So we're going to move forward with the centaur idea. We can always dial it back and just go straight donkeys. We'll uh, we'll get it figured out. Again, you have options. You you throw stuff at the wall. You see what sticks. You know, you go in the writer's room and you cook. <laughs> just see what comes out the <laughs> exactly. other side. Exactly. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Start right here. Uh, it is Fat Tuesday, Andy. You and I were talking a little bit before the show today. We've both been in New Orleans for Mardi Gras, and 
It's something everybody should do once, and I would strongly recommend doing it while you are a younger person as opposed to a, a middle-aged person. Yeah, the older you get, I, I guess unless you are like a New Orleans native and just Mardi Gras is part of a culture that you were born into, it ain't your world. <laughs> no, it's it not. Is not. It is not a, an old man's game. It is a young man's game, Mardi Gras. It, it's New Orleans is... I. I there are two uniquely American cities, in my opinion. That that are there are big cities, there are great cities, but two places that just kind of exist in their own little thing. New Orleans is one. I think Las Vegas is kind of one of one as well. That those are the two places that are you got to see them. If you haven't gone to do those two places, you need. I'm not saying you're going to like them. You may hate them. There's a very good chance that you're like, wait, this is what you think is a good idea. But there's nothing else like it. Going even if it's not Mardi Gras, being in New Orleans for a party is an event that you need to try. Well, it's funny you say life. that because the connection between Vegas and New Orleans is essentially hedonism. Yeah, yeah, but different. Well, not different types. A, a different um, aesthetic to the hedonism. Sure, but that that is you look at both cities as major party places that are very specific to those cities and you can't do it the same anywhere else and i say this with uh affection in my voice there's something about new orleans that feels dangerous like it just feels like this could go bad fast okay same with vegas i don't get that feeling i know it can no i'm not well, naive vegas to... maybe not as not it's been more corporified yeah like more I, I feel like if i take one wrong step down the wrong street in new orleans you may never see me again in vegas i feel like i i might get spit out of the backside of something that's not great but i'll be seen again i could be in the bayou in new orleans in 10 seconds as far as proof or like an example of why mardi gras is a young man's game i remember when i went i went in college with some friends i did one of those gyroscopes you know oh, where they spin you yeah after Taken down copious amounts of alcohol. Did you hurricane it up? I did not hurricane it up, but boy, (laughs) I knew in the moment this is a terrible, terrible idea. I also went to, the problem with going when you're young is you may not have as much money. Yeah. Like I went as a college student, you know, your funds are limited. I had one like decent meal in New Orleans, which is such a great food city. Yeah, you missed. Otherwise, the the motel I stayed in, the crappy motel, (laughs) was literally next door to a Popeye's. <laughs> I ate Popeye's two or three times a day, every day in New Orleans, which is such a waste of a food city. Yeah, it's one of the great American food cities. That po- Popeye's is, look, yeah. don't get me wrong, I like Popeye's, no, it, but I don't need to eat there when I'm in New well, Orleans. Yeah, I, I feel like Popeye's <laughs> is something you can get a lot of places. Yeah, Popeye's, great Popeye's in Seattle <laughs> or wherever it may be. So uh, I went to New Orleans for my 25th birthday, so it was actually kind of right before I moved here to Los Angeles. It was like the same month but earlier in the month and i went with my friend and one of the things that we did was we did a ghost bar crawl so we went to all these like bars that were supposedly haunted oh, okay whatever it's kind of fun but um the people on our tour so it was me and my my friend who were the same age were just two like gal pals and then there was a couple our similar age there was a couple a lot older than us and then there was a couple with a young child that like a like a four-year-old coming on a bar crawl in new orleans so Seems like bad parenting so we had so i was already drinking that entire day so and i I, I have a good time <laughs> I, I like p- playing with kids okay and so my friend and i were like essentially 
amusing this kid. We were playing games with her as like outside Did you get roped in as like de facto babysitter at this point? But like we kind of chose to do it. We okay. weren't like being forced to do it or anything. But the parents eventually went to one of the absinthe bars. Like, oh, thanks for uh, taking care of our daughter. Here's some absinthe. And so then we, you know, had some absinthe. Isn't that, that the stuff the that rest. Vincent Van Gogh drank that made him chop off his ear? <laughs> well, it's not what made yeah. him chop off his ear, but he was doing it while <laughs> it didn't he was doing it. Didn't help. So, it, was, yeah. it was not the best. And then. <laughs> so By the way, <laughs> that's how you know you've got a brand. Yeah. When the brand of your liquor is associated with self-mutilation self-mutilation from, <laughs> you've got a classic you've got a lane yeah <laughs> gotta tell you it's but a it was, marketing <laughs> challenge though it was a fun tour i would say like you know obviously it, whether or not you believe in ghosts it was kind of fun just to kind of have like a good time with it but then my friend she thought she left her ray-bans at one of the bars I went to earlier and then she demanded that we go back no. and check yeah. all the places <laughs> yeah, and no. i was like yeah. girl this you <laughs> left it in the hotel and yeah. she was convinced that she had left it at one thing we get back to the hotel the glasses are there. Uh, sunglasses are there. So, uh, you know, I held it over. In the hotel, or you're never seeing them again. Yeah, Those are the two say, options. Yeah. Like, Sorry, not, not, very few are worth returning to the scene of a ghostly crime. Are you a New, New Orleans, Orleans guy? So I have to correct some 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 things for the record. First of all, I don't even really like New Orleans that much, but I've been a lot. Yeah. And um, let's just say some humans I've been involved with in my life had a lot of connections to Louisiana for various reasons. Okay. Uh, on multiple fronts, had a couple stints in in this situation. Popeyes in New Orleans is different than Popeyes is in the rest of the country. Like that's okay. A, that, I that's, see what you're saying. That's yes. that's to be understood. Okay. Yeah. If you go to New Orleans and you eat nothing else that you don't get a chance to get your hands on, you better eat a Popeyes in New Orleans. Okay. Fine. It's but, better Popeyes in the rest of the country. That's fa- okay, that's a fact. Fair and saying that. I, my first introduction to Popeyes was when I was at USC, and I'm willing to believe that the one. On Figueroa, <laughs> yes. Adam's different than the one in New Orleans. <laughs> that being said, though, you would agree with my original premise. You can do better for yes, food in New Orleans than Popeyes multiple times, especially a day. if you're going the fried foods route. My yes. thing about yes. New Orleans is this: you said it feels kind of dangerous. It does. I, the thing I don't like about New Orleans, it's a little too slow. Like everything there is countryfied. It's and the it south. Takes a while, bro. Yeah. And like for a big city. Air quotes. I'm like, guys, but can it's we get it. It's moving. not a big yeah. city. It's big city ish. Especially not if you're just dealing in the French Quarter, yeah. which is what people believe New Orleans to sure. be. New Orleans yeah. is much it's, bigger than that. Listen, New Orleans has youth baseball academy. I'll be in New Orleans in a month. You know what I'm saying? Like, I go to New Orleans a lot. I just it doesn't move at a pace that gets my blood flowing. But I do go there to eat, man. Yeah, They got the best food going in New Orleans. And uh, one thing before we go to Super Crosstalk, today is National Pancake Day, and I think my favorite pancake of the year so far was Ezekiel Elliott at the end of the 49ers-Cowboys game. Hey-oh! That was a good one. Hey! You had to get that in there. I did. I just really wanted it out there. I know you're going to be She's going from first on. She she says in my ear, she goes, I have something before you go to Super Cross Talk. Exactly. I didn't want you to to pancake pancake bread. I'm sorry. That was funny. I did not mean to go I like like. She very much wanted to make sure that that was done on the proper side of this. Emily, are we good? Can we go to Super Cross Talk? Yes, we toss the. Do you have any more material? Little Super Cross Talk right now. five. So, judging by your woo-woo, yes, and that you're here, yeah. the, the meeting went okay. <laughs> uh, the meeting did go okay. Um, you know, state of the show address. The state of the show is good. Good. Okay. According oh, to good, as in poor, mediocre, good, very good, excellent, good, or good as in bad and good. Good as in not major input. Not major. Everything seems to be all right. Sure. Everything okay. seems to be all right. I'm still here. 
Uh, boss Amanda went easy on me. So when they do the State of the Union in D.C., there's oh, yeah. always the line, the state of our union is strong. Strong. Yes. Strong. Right? Yes. Yes. Every yes. time. I just got good. Okay. Not very good. <laughs> okay. Not excellent. Just yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll good, take it. Good. Good is always but, good But, you enough. know, I was going to mention, pan- it's National Pancake Day. Is that what's going on? So I found a sign that was on an IHOP door. It said... If you smell anyone who smells a customer who smells like marijuana will not be served. And I was like, are you kidding me? That is stoned food. I hop, man. That is delicious when that's you're high. Terrible oh, marketing. So, Out of that. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's, missing, why would you be turning away individuals? That is your audience. Yeah. That is your Have crowd. you learned nothing from Jack in the Box? Like their entire <laughs> campaign is yes. outwardly courting stoners. Well, they have the whole thing. It's the after night mint or yeah, late, the night late night, night menu, menu or whatever. Taco right. Bell too. Taco Again, Bell. Yeah, we are. We are here okay. for stoners. I, I want to just. You're right. I agree with everything okay, you said. Thank but you. is there anything that, when you are in that state of mind, that doesn't taste good? Well, it depends. Okay, so there's a couple things here. First of all, things that are hard to eat, not going. For yeah, it. that's true. If you've got a tricky scenario in terms of, frankly, just getting the food into well, your I'm not face, saying you make a rack of lamb. Yet, no, but I'm no, just no, saying no. that well, if I, somebody no. offered you lamb chops, you mean, go to work. I even mean some of us might not have the motor skills to handle the tacos correctly. You <laughs> yeah, know, what I mean? that thing's got to be wrapped up. You know what I mean? It's got to be a self-enclosed operation in order to get the food I feel vehicle. Like your your level your of personal hygiene in that state is not necessarily. Priority number one. It depends. It depends. I have actually kind of developed yeah, just this year. I've developed the ability to both enjoy a gummy and not stuff myself. I can't take take me through. Oh it. wow, you got a whole training regimen. Take me through it because I find myself. Tom Amansky's. This is yeah. how did you? I give this back my full endorsement. Yeah, to back <laughs> AAU championships. How did you do that? You have to keep it in your head all the time. Uh, not gonna eat. Not gonna eat. Not gonna eat. Not gonna. I just feel like, uh, but Dana Carvey doing the uh, not gonna do it. Yeah, not gonna eat. But that little monster inside you was saying, "Feed no, I'm me." I'm telling you, feed right? Me. I dialed it back just a little bit. A on little the amount. Bit, on the amount. And now I have some okay. self-discipline. Made some, some adjustments, like yeah. Daytona 500. Got, exactly. the got a restrictor. Made, got a little bit of adjustment <laughs> under the hood. I, I ready to roll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I have, in a very stealth way, lost eight pounds so far. Oh, well, that you cut out the donuts, I think, is as much okay. to do with that as anything the else. The big thing is cut out all delivery. We've not had a single thing delivered to the yeah, house so that far That'll That'll change your intake a lot. Yeah, it changes. And by the way, saves so much money. Emily is, is fact-checking. So you mace she just told me that you said seven pounds dropped since factor cap and now it's eight did you purge between them did i say seven earlier Yes. It, uh, a- it is eight now. It is eight. Now. <laughs> oh, okay, I see. Constantly he, he moving He stood targets. the whole meeting with Amanda. Yeah, I did. He's walking I did. Place. I burned some calories from just nervousness. Now, have the DoorDash people, like, called in to check on well, you? Well, check. Yeah, like- I know. Grub, <laughs> Grubhub <laughs> is very concerned. They do a they've proof of a, life. They've sent a search party. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's, but I mean, at- you laugh. That's how they'll find us all at a certain <laughs> oh, day. Yeah. See, right. for me, it's not like, don't get me wrong, there's always been the moment where Grubhub and Taco Bell is happening. Sure. But it's more just the stuff that's in the house just going through all the little the sandwich stuff that's there yeah. the, just the little it's hard snacky not to stuff. tear things down yeah, yeah. So you've got a whole yes. you've got a whole family in your house yes. right we have just me and one we have nothing in the uh, house okay like there's no way to go wrong so unless you, you consider yogurt wrong if you don't order it it doesn't exist correct correct Yogurt's nothing quality. good in that i go to my mom's house like we're going this weekend you open a cupboard and there's like Chips and nuts yeah. and Doritos and chocolates and all this. It's like I don't even open a cupboard well, when I go so to that. That playbook house. might be 
harder to execute oh, at your mom's very, house. very, very yeah. tough. You've <laughs> talked before about how the Mashansky diet, like that foundation was laid upon you as a young kid. That is correct. It developed some bad habits. Yes, there is some livestock in the family. Uh, there are some big folks uh, around the Mashansky clan. So livestock, I've got to be very... Well, that's I mean, aggressive. I'm just, just being honest. out of pocket. <laughs> you I, cannot call people livestock well, just because you're related to them. You haven't met Aunt Kay. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, names. You're throwing out names. I, was, yeah. <laughs> I, I stepped right She's in. She's not there. a P1. I'm in the crossfire. Well, you know, you've, you opened that door by referring to, you know, racist Uncle Chuck. Like, oh, racist <laughs> I Uncle mean, it's Chuck. it's better to be the overweight sure. one than the racist one. Correct. Sure. Yeah, it is. Sure. Definitely yeah. better to be heavy you than racist. You softened that blow from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. racist, Uncle, game, <laughs> racist Uncle Chuck is gone now. He's no longer with us. He's taken his racism with him. Oh. But God, you know, so? hail fellow well met. <laughs> sure. So I was yeah. going to say God bless. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Wellish. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Yeah. So, did either of these two aunts or uncles christen you with TT? It was my mom. Your mother did this. Mm. And does she still, when she calls you on the phone? TT. 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 My brother, Travis, TT. My brother, Brian, yesterday, it slipped out. He's like, did nobody know about TT? I'm like, nobody knew. That was about the one TT. secret you had. Yeah. Now all of Los Angeles is going to know. I, I, that's it's the one Macy's area where not transparent. <laughs> hanging over the overpass like OJ with TT. TT! Yeah. Run, TT. Yeah. It, it is a rough nickname to have. Is it, an, is it an acronym or is it just a. I can explain it. I remember. Okay, okay. so there's Steven, Stevie, TT. Like Titi. it goes down the line. It like goes imagine down the line. a child Titi. who can't say the word Stevie okay. trying to say Stevie. Well, this is how Dabo Swinney got called Dabo. Uh, this happens. Dabo. Yeah. Right. yeah. He, he this was, happens. His brother yeah. couldn't say his name and happens they started the calling him Dat Dat son. Then it turned into Dabo. My grandmother was Gable because I couldn't say grandma. Okay. Gable. Yeah. So she was Gable for good. My grandmother was Bernice. I mm-hmm. couldn't when I, w- I was the first of the grandchildren, I couldn't say Bernice. I called her Nini. Like everybody called her Nini. Like her friends ended up calling her Nini. Nice. I cho- I watched a uh, or read a story this morning that Robbie Anderson, the wide receiver yeah, for the Cardinals, has changed his name. Yeah, to chosen. Chosen. Yeah, it's hard to live up to chosen. Wasn't yeah. chosen one of the guys in Kung Fu? Uh, no, he is the opposite character. He is the what is the word I'm looking for? Antagonist in Karate Kid Part Two. That's yes. that's, oh, that's, that's what I'm right. thinking of. That's, that's right. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Of. That's what you're thinking of. But they made nice in in Cobra oh, Kai. More than made nice. Yeah. Uh, they, not to give it away. Alliance. Chosen is a factor. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. Oh yeah. But now did he go <laughs> did he go chosen with an S or chosen with a Z? S. Chosen with an S. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. traditional spell. Yeah. <laughs> he is chosen IMTT. Why well, it, it might have been a tribute though. It might have been a tribute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just um, like speaking of your brother, it. though, like mm-hmm. what's so you know, we have my pickleball rack yeah. here. Um, uh, you, you know, you heard you're flying him in first class doing the whole works, spirit, you spirit, know, spirit, yeah. spirit in the guest room, spirit <laughs> guest room. Um, what is what is his what is how often does he play? I've played now, okay, just in yes, case we didn't right. get to that. I've played now, so now I want to know everything. Do, are you still shopping for play? a partner? Well, we'll get to that, okay? okay. We have a whole show to do that. So, my brother Brian plays, he's retired. At a very young age. God bless him. Uh, but he does three things. He fishes, he plays poker, and he plays pickleball. Those three that's things. That's it? That's the list? That's it. Those wow. three things all the time. What a life. Yesterday, he was, when he was on the show, he said, you only have to cover a quarter of the court. I will take care of the rest. So I'm like, I know which quarter I'm going to be aiming he's for. The, <laughs> he's, yeah, exactly. I'm the target. Get it to him. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but he's he will go down as a ringer. I have a feeling. I've never seen him play, but he said there's some sort of pickleball is, rating is, system, is, is and he he's a, a good four athlete? plus great athlete. Okay, as he said yesterday on the show. I'm a thousand times smarter than him, and he's a thousand times more athletic than I am. You guys are make a good team. Yeah, we are. We're, we complement each other. So here's the thing. Lindsay and I are partners. You people is the name of our team. We determined this yesterday. <laughs> you people. You like that. I like that. Um, we determined this yesterday after there was some consternation about what was happening with the Beto situation. We cleared it up. But the thing I'm realizing, how many teams are there going to be? Do we have 64. 64. We're doing a full field of 64. Field of 64. So you've got to win seven matches to win the whole Correct. thing. Mm-hmm. These should be three-person teams. That's, no, you can't have a no, three-person team. Ju- if you're playing seven matches of pickleball, trust me. Just is, because of attrition are yes, you talking about? there is going stamina? to be a physical <laughs> stamina attrition factor that I think is going to be at play. Uh, so, I played for an hour yesterday. Okay. okay. I went out, and I've been playing some. I wouldn't say I've been playing a lot, but I've been playing some. I've been mm-hmm. playing once a week for a month, let's call it. Okay. I played for an hour yesterday, was fine, and started walking home. And my knee just basically stopped cooperating on the right. walk. Like, MCL, MCL, I, right? I, all yes, all of them. Y- yes, all whatever the CLs. LC, whatever CLs whatever. are in there, <laughs> yeah. they're aggravated. They're inflamed today. Champions League. But yeah. this wasn't like I took a weird step and went, "Ooh, you know, ah, I think I, I was fine. Like I just was doing what I do, which is play pickleball poorly. Right. And then on the walk home, I realized I had done something catastrophic to my knee. And now here Is we it are. Is really catastrophic? It feels bad. Yes. I don't know how to oh, characterize wow. it so other than I'm, it feels bad. I'm not bad. joking, man. I'm not saying three people on the court. No. I'm saying sucks. Have a third. Have, have a third. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I think that might be something that we consider because if you're expecting rando radio guys to show up and play Seven straight matches of pickleball and not have somebody have a coronary. I think we're kidding ourselves. By the way, uh, when yeah. we we did an hour, Let's try to avoid we that. did an hour and forty five minutes <laughs> far, but last yeah. week, and at the end of it, I found a bench and I sat there for a good twenty minutes. Right, and that's oh, not even yeah. like competitive matches. Oh, people, we went to really hard. Yeah. Well, look, I would imagine that I'll speak for myself. I'm going to be competing mm-hmm. and trying to win my matches. I'm also going to be having a good time. Oh, certainly. I'm I'm also going to make sure that I'm in the proper state of mind while I'm playing these games. I'm not worried about anybody blowing out their nitrous engines, but somebody's got to win, and so somebody's going to have to keep playing. You are 100% correct. (laughs) I'm not worried. This is is maybe a you problem or you problem or you problem. Are you playing with Brian? I'm playing with Brian. I don't think either one of us has ever played. The only time I've ever held a pickleball paddle uh, I know is when they first, handed me mine. I know okay. our first match. Okay. <laughs> yeah. well, so right. There needs to be a 7-10 heavy bracket. I agree with yes. you. Yes. Oh, so, right. There's there, like mini game site. We got to figure something out there, on that there front. Needs we're to not going to make it. Because yeah. the pickleball people that <laughs> yes. signed up for this are going to wipe the floor oh, with all of us. They play every yeah. day. And I mean, it's the difference Ron between... Ron Mitchell from the sales department yes. says he plays all weekend yeah. long. Anybody who plays a lot is going to crush anybody who doesn't. Yeah, exactly right. So we need to get into a bracket Seven, where ten somebody bracket. in our universe is coming out of that bracket. Yes, okay. That's, I'm, I'm down with that. You know, I think that that's so a good idea. So you bailed on Beto, huh? I didn't bail on Beto. Sounds Beto's like the it. one who bailed. He's talking about highest bidders, this, that, and a third. I don't need to win. I just want to be able to well, make sure what, that I can Here's what play, we do. You yeah. know? We, we set up the four sides. You know, there's four sides of this tournament. Yeah. You have two of them are all, they begin basically all 7-10 people. Oh. So you make it so the final bracket. four right. will have 7-10 people That's in a good it. idea. But and that'll was, be DeMarco Farr and Kirk Morse. Right. I thought there was thought that there were going to be different brackets for different shows or whatever it no, may but be. Th- 
you can make it so the final four would all be out at right least away. two seven right. ten teams. Okay. Yes. That's like fair. if you had the yeah. Travis Lee bracket. Travis, we're losing our opening match. You have the Mason and Island bracket. You're losing your opening match. Maybe not with Brian. No, no, no. With Brian. Maybe not with Brian. The the fighting TTs are going to advance. (laughs) Don't get it. Not the flying TTs. Don't get it confused. We established this yesterday. Yeah, the fighting TTs. Yeah, fighting TTs sounds. Do you have like the Notre Dame logo with your (laughs) We do. We do. Bully bully guy. Yeah. (laughs) That guy's the worst. Yeah. Um, No, but I do think that, like, I mean, we played for, we'll get into this a little bit more later in the show, but like we played for long enough today where I thought to myself, if I knew I had to do this seven times in a row competitively, this would require a different physical effort than I would. I don't think I you need to worry about to. that. I think if, if okay. anybody gets to a third match, that's a It'll huge upset. It'll be amazing. Upset. That'll be a huge upset. Again, you keep thinking about this in the context of you and everybody else here. Somebody's got to play those matches yeah. if we're going to do 64. Just what because I'm saying. Maybe we can be nearly loose with... an amputation doesn't mean I can't okay. get through three matches. You brought three the three-person the three three person third setup. person. Yeah. Maybe yeah. as the rounds progress, you are allowed to you can draft somebody. guys that's, in. That's exactly what I'm being serious. That's exactly what I was yeah. thinking because otherwise, like the, the matches are going to be terrible by the time you get to the final But you are anticipating that you're going to advance. No, and I'm there not talking are about me. Unbelievable, yeah. like the field of 64 includes listeners who happen to be unbelievable players. Sure, I, so I believe that. But in this they scenario, we don't play seven round matches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I see. You saying, know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's a real physical w- output. The Travis Lee squad makes it to the second round somehow, some way. Yeah, yeah. Shamanade miracle. M- m- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> that my knee gives out, and Al could say, "All right, that let's say you got knocked out in the first round." He could draft you into. I think, think we're going to have to open up the transfer portal. Yeah, we're going to. Well, have to if do your that. if your knee goes south, we're going to have to replace you with somebody. Okay, but does it turn into like you know in an NBA game when somebody gets hurt, the other team can choose Pick who the takes the free throw? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Like do, do all the he's audience, on the line, like in the Hoosiers. Jump. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't. You mean play I, basketball, right? I don't know, but like I, it was clear to me. I was like, okay, well, this is. So, this is going to be a long day yes. if you play seven matches, for sure. The whole point is it's going to be fun. The it most important thing is it's going to be fun. It'll be like the softball most game. Fun it's going to be fun. doing anything in a long time. The softball yeah. game? No, this. The so- I mean, like, just for some doing something new that yeah. I've not really done before. The softball game is fun for different reasons. You know what I'm saying? People are out there getting after Have it. Have you like- hit the point, so this this happened yesterday when I was playing, where – I'm not good at this. Don't don't get me wrong, but okay. I but I've at least reached the point where I have rudimentary expectations. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that to, happened to, pretty instantly. To, like to, I know to, how to, to hit a tennis ball. So. Right, but now why can't I get that shot into that back oh, corner? Yeah. Like it's, no, it's it's we worked that, on stuff. That we worked that, on I, stuff. I'm at that point where my expectations are probably far greater than my skill set. Right, and that's where I'm dream struggling. big, man. I'm dream big. Yeah, I just I'm wanted trying. to make sure I could hit it over the net every time with a natural motion. Stay out of the kitchen, Yates. Yeah, stay out of the kitchen. Kitchen in your kitchen and your mom. I'm good in a. I'm good in a hand fight. I'll tell you that. Supercross talks powered by In-N-Out Burger. That's what a hamburger is all about. We'll see you tomorrow.